What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. It is myself and Matty D, Matt Stefano, previewing the NFC for the 2021 NFL season. We go through all four divisions, West, North, South, and finally the NFC East. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what y'all think. We don't do any week one picks or any college football week two stuff. We're going to throw out our picks on the social media channels. So make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever your podcast, subscribe there. We're going to put the picks out on Twitter and Instagram, ThunderBLG on Twitter, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram, so make sure you follow there. But enjoy the episode. Let us know what you think, what you disagree with, what you like. Enjoy the football this weekend. Fly, Eagles, fly! And here we go! Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by ThunderBlogSports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend himself. We're back for the NFC, Mr. Matty D. How are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm I'm excited about um, how close we are to football. and I'm excited I'm back for the NFC. I couldn't miss out on my favorite conference in football. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, really, really just, I'm just ready now. You know, now we're through Labor Day, so summer is over. Uh, you know, when, when football starts, first starts to come out, you're like, you know what? I can't. I, I just want to stay to the summer. And then all of a sudden you're like, it's time. Maybe let's gear up. And teams are getting ready. And, you know, the faithful is getting ready out there. And oh, it was yeah. really cool. I know there's some dangers here, so I just mean this from purely a a a golf. I mean, a sorry, wow, a, a football fan standpoint. <laughs> Seeing fans in the stands this past weekend for college football yeah. made me excited. Um, and again, I know there's a lot that goes into that, so it's just from a football standpoint. But I'm, I mean, it was pretty cool to see fans back. It'll be cool, you know, if it's safe to see fans back in some NFL stadiums and and kind of get back to that that normal, you know home field advantage if you will yeah absolutely and yeah to your point on this past weekend with college football game day was completely packed they a number of different stadiums in the south were packed and all over the place you know obviously kicked off with the virginia tech game and seeing all the camaraderie around that them upsetting uh, north carolina and all that good stuff and it was pretty awesome there was obviously the covid issue and seeing all that and thinking about that sort of context but I agree with you. It's exciting to see. We're starting to see some teams put in vaccine mandates, both in the college level and in the professional level, uh, both the Seattle Seahawks, who we're going to start with in a minute here, and the Seattle Kraken, the new NHL team. Both announced today they're putting it in. They're also having a mask mandate along with the vaccine mandate, because I guess that's what King County, which is where Seattle is, apparently, uh, that's their deal, which all good there, you know, whatever your local deal is with all that sort of stuff, that's the law and follow it and don't be one of those people that goes viral on the internet. But Maddie, <laughs> let's catch everybody up. So last week we were going to do the whole NFL and 
typical us. We did the Eagles, then we did the AFC, and it had been an hour and a half. So we decided to push the NFC to this week. We are still going to go around the horn, as we said. So starting in the NFC West, we're then going to travel north to the NFC North, then to the NFC South, then finally the NFC East. Because we did the Eagles last week, we're going to talk about them a little bit, but mainly in the context of the other three teams. So we're going to try to curb some of our biases, no promises there. And then depending on time, we'll try to jump into picks. If not, we'll put them out on our Instagram and Twitter, and we'll try to jump into college football week two. Again, we'll probably put in something there on the Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. But Maddie, the NFC West, when you think of it, what is the first thought that pops up for the West division in the NFC? Best division in football, top to bottom, easy. Um, no weak team, you know, uh, talent across the board in many different ways. Some very exciting quarterbacks, um, but but I want to go back to it. Deepest, deepest division in football would be my, my one-sentence answer to the NFC West. I totally agree with you. Uh, to put a crescendo on that, every single team in the division – Three of them, their over-under line is set at a double digit, and this is with 17 games, but that doesn't really matter. The other is the Arizona Cardinals, almost said St. Louis baseball brain, and they're set at eight and a half. So they're, Vegas is setting them at 500, which, you know, if you go eight, eight, and one, you do not push. It is under eight and a half. But still, the fact that it's there, and it's only plus 105, so like Vegas kind of thinks it might be be doable for them um actually pretty decent odds there it's it's not out of the realm of possibility and like you said i think the cardinals are a good place to start because they really show that depth and obviously over the last couple years they've added some serious names to kind of fill out their offense and their defense but their offense specifically and i'm really excited to see what kyler murray can do i know you're a big kyler murray believer i think they've not just added special teams weapon, they added Rodney Hudson. And I think that's a huge yep. addition to help out an offensive line because that's all you really heard last year with Kyler Murray and what he was going to be able to do is how much is he going to get hit. And I think just even having that in ad- in the addition of Hudson is just so huge. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been excited about the Cardinals. Um, you know, Kyler's kind of won me over a little bit, which I thought has been really neat. But, but, you know, the concern of him is he's 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 five nine, soaking wet, right? I make that joke. He's about weight, but he's tight. He can't afford to take the hits. He needs to look at another quarterback in the division, Russell Wilson, and take more after him in terms of avoiding some of those major hits that that are going to affect his body. You know, even if it's not a sudden injury, just over time. Um, you know, I, I do. I, I think the hard part with the Cardinals is they're stuck in this team, like we talk about, right? This epically good division. And Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime, the GM, think they, they feel like they have to win now their jobs on the line. It might be on the line, but so you see them bringing all these veterans. You mentioned Hudson. They do bring in AJ Green. Um, JJ Watt comes in. They're an older team all of a sudden. After kind of being a young rebuilding team, they've jumped to the, kind of an older team status, which raises the expectations of win now. Correct. I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. Obviously, DeAndre Hopkins still there. So I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing, but I, I think it kind of raises their profile. We'll see if that works. Uh, I have some concerns, to be honest, with the age, not the talent, just the oh, age. Sure. I, love, I think AJ Green is in line for a bounce back here. You put him next to DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk, Andy Isabel out there, you're all of a sudden looking at a pretty, I mean, you mentioned it, right? A strong offense. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, and the defense should be 
pretty good, right? Mentioned J.J. Watt, who has the opportunity, if he stays healthy, to be an every-year defensive player of the year kind of guy. But the age concerns me in a really tough division. If they can't stay healthy, they're going to struggle. Um, and you could see some changing of the front office and the coaching staff, whether you agree with that or not. Yeah, I, I agree with that take. I mean, it's what year two of Cliff Kingsbury, so you'd hope they give him another year maybe to see what goes on. But this is why you're adding these big names to – add weapons to Kyler Murray. You're trying to see what this guy, this high flying offensive guru can do a quarterback guru, even can do with that. And they, you mentioned a number of guys, they added Rondell Moore, who I feel like is a, pr- I like that like, Purdue product. Yeah, yep. Like mm-hmm. a kind of a hidden gem. I don't want to say like, he's going to be the guy. Cause Deandre Hopkins is obviously the best player of that core. And then AJ loaded. It's a loaded wide. Uh, Christian, really it's a loaded wide. Receiver oh yeah. Court. And the Isabel is on the outside looking in and we liked him. Yeah, exactly. So. And th- this is a fast core is what I'm trying to get at. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so huge. They add James Connery. Didn't mention that. Uh, obviously former Steeler had kind of a weird year. Is that the best way to put it with his ah. injuries last year? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Ah. They still have Chase Edmonds. They still have, you know, Benjamin, so we'll see what happens. Wow, Colt McCoy still hanging on. Didn't realize he was still in the yep, Cardinals. Back up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, you know, he's he's that's a smart guy to have behind Kyler Murray. He's not threatening for the job at all, you know, oh, yeah. which I think is which I think is important. Yeah. I do worry about their 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 running backs because Connor and Edmonds to me aren't we'll see Edmonds maybe, but not necessarily big pass catchers. And I think this offense could use a really good pass catching back to help. You know, because of the stress that the, the wide receivers should hopefully put and, on. And kind of um, a eh, tight end core. So it's it's going to be a lot of zero right. a lot of zero back sets, I feel like. Yeah. Probably a lot will, of like, you know, it's not college. So you're not seeing trips as much. But like you might see sure. a lot of bunch sets and that kind of stuff out yeah, of this team. As they should. Yeah, the one thing I do want to point out, and, and I don't, we won't stay too long here because this is their last team in the division, right? And I think they could compete for a wild card, by the way. But this is the last could. team in the division. The linebacking core has a chance. So Chandler Jones is kind of a rush stand-up linebacker, but but Zayvon Collins is their rookie. Isaiah Simmons, the, the Clemson, the Clemson stud, who had a little bit of a down year but kind of picked it up late, comes in too. And then Marcus Golden's a pretty good underrated pass rusher. So I like his defense, but they just I, I just think the other teams in this division are what's holding me back from being a little more bullish on the Cardinals. Yeah, um, you mentioned depth, though, or you mentioned the division, but their their linebacking core has a decent depth, and so is their secondary. So it's not like sure, this team yeah. isn't like eight and a half is a respectable number, like not just of obviously five hundred oh, without but a like, doubt, but like mm-hmm. it's not a out of out of this world number for them to get to because I think they're gonna. We've seen this so many times over the last few years in the Rams and Seahawks dominance while the Cardinals were rebuilding and while the 49ers were up and down throughout the Jimmy G saga. And even before that of like all four teams play close games in this division. And I think this team really emphasizes that point. Yeah. So here's a hard question, right? Who who do you have slotted as your third? Yeah. Really, really hard question to, to answer there. I am going to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to go with the Niners just because okay. I'm seeing, you know, obviously they drafted Trey Lance. Jimmy G is still hanging out there. I've seen stuff about like trying to run a dual quarterback system, which who the fuck knows if, if I that, love that works. That never, that never, exactly. that never so works I'm like, in, in this league. Yeah. I'm sort of worried about that. You know, obviously Robert Sala left. He's now the Jets coach. So, and D'Amico Ryan's taking over as the DC former Eagle, <laughs> but uh, yeah. the defense is obviously still really good. They haven't lost a ton since the Super Bowl run a couple years ago. So we'll 
see what happens. Um, they're on the road to start the year, and you know they're on the East Coast a lot, so we'll see what happens by the time they get to Philly. If they decided to go back out west between that and Detroit, or they like you know rent some practice facilities from the Steelers. Who the hell knows? Um, I'm just going to go with them third. I'm sure you disagree because I know that they have a lot of talent I do slightly. there. And George Kittle yeah. is obviously George Kittle, but he, you know, there's just a lot of question marks of health, I think is my, my sure. Oh, I think there's a ton of question marks. Um, I, I don't have them third. Uh, I have them second, but I will talk about them now. Right. So I, I do agree that the, the quarterback situation is interesting. Um, I, I give Kyle Shanahan credit for sticking with, Jimmy G, um, they feel like Trey Lance needs some time. The problem is Trey Lance comes in in the preseason and immediately throws an 80-yard bomb. Yep. You know, granted, it's the preseason. I don't care. Um, hey, Quez Watkins I, I, you know, had an 80-yard right. run, so we believe in it. We believe in the preseason. Yes, We're big preseason exactly. guys. Uh, they are loaded, though. I got. I do have to say, I mean, offensively, Raheem Mozart and Trey Sermon, the, the Ohio State, actually Oklahoma slash Ohio State running back, comes yep. in with an opportunity to really – do some damage and, and this i actually think the one area that that is going to rise in my mind is this um is this wide receiver core debo samuels and brandon Ayuk kind of headline that with the, with the veteran muhammad sanu looks like might be playing a little slot but they can move guys around you mentioned kittle's fantastic and a strong offensive line they bring in alex mack and then defensively for me it's another reason i there are a lot the of really strong so players good. yeah it's i think so yeah good. i think i'm probably wrong i think kinlaw I'm always wrong yeah I think it's all right. I think Kinlaw is going to take a big step forward. The South Carolina first rounder for them still obviously have Fred Warner, who God, I just love watching him play. I do have some concerns with their secondary, right? So they lose, they lose uh, Richard Sherman. Jason Verrett's a great player, but he just can't figure out how to stay healthy. Um, Emmanuel Mosley had a good season last year. They bring in Josh Norman, though. So you know they're kind of desperate bringing in somebody like that. But again, the talent's there. Um, uh, you know, so I'll, so I'm, I'm giving you all this. Then, and obviously Nick Bosa is, you know, if he's back fully he's competing with his brother for best defense you know best uh yeah. defensive end in football um i actually have the seahawks third and it's hard yeah. for me to do that so i was between them I too yeah i, was between those I respect teams too. russell wilson i respect russell wilson but i uh, yeah so and i'm by the way we're going to talk about the team we both have in first and maybe we're too hyped up here but um but i respect russell wilson the offense is going to be good right see so dk metcalf and tyler lockett um, I like, I think Gerald Everett's one of the most underrated signings. The, uh, the tight end for them comes over from the Rams with, with the quarterback, like, like, you know, like Russell Wilson could have a lot of success. What yeah. I don't necessarily like is the de- offensive line's always been a struggle, but it's really the defense. I think that they just haven't, in my mind, haven't added enough to, um, yes, they still have the, the all world Bobby Wagner. But, you know, Carlos Dunlap had a pretty good year last year. Can he repeat? I don't love their pass rush at all. And then, and then you know, yes, Jamal Adams in the back end and Quadro Diggs is good, but they're, you know, you're starting DJ Reed and Trey Flowers at corner. I don't know if they I, – I feel like they, the Seahawks have continued to stay level and Russell Wilson's going to win them some games, but they haven't done enough in my book to compete for the top of the division. But I get you putting them second with Russell Wilson. That's your quarterback. I yeah, that. that's part of it, and I just think – such a huge storyline last year was Russell Wilson kind of doing the Michael Jordan. I took that personal for the first, well, six weeks of the year. And then all of a sudden the yeah. offense just went away. And I think you just mentioned it, it's Russell Wilson. And I feel like he can do it for a whole season. That secondary is of a concern though. And especially we've mentioned speed on both Arizona and San Francisco and LA certainly yeah, has it gone too. to the Rams. Exactly. <laughs> right. And now has the fucking cannonball slinger from Detroit. 
So that secondary is a huge, huge concern. And, I mean, just take it a step further. You mentioned Reed. You mentioned Flowers. Who are you going with as, as your nickelback? Are you going with Trey Brown? Are you going with Sidney Jones? We know a lot about right. Sidney Jones in Philly. And then their free safety, mm-hmm. Diggs and Blair. I don't know if it's going to be a a platoon-type situation. Probably Diggs gets the start. And it's you're right. There is a concern on the outside of it. And I don't know. This might become a high-flying division because of the speed there. So Russell Wilson really needing to, ironically, have to play catch-up, which you never really thought about him. You think of this guy as... You know, that field general that really controls the game and does a good job running running an offense that way. And having a guy like DK Metcalf can certainly help you out in that regard. But I think if they have one more solid wide receiver, maybe we see what the rookie, rookie out of Western Michigan, Eskridge, can do. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's the difference maker there. We've seen a lot out of a number of their different running backs. So maybe they try to, to run it that way, but you mentioned the offensive line being a concern. So that's always been the problem with, you know, pick any of these guys in the Seattle, you know, running back room that they've never really been able to stay healthy. And a lot of that has to do with not really being able to, you know, move, win, win it in the trenches and move the, move the chains that way. But I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Russell Wilson is a top tier quarterback still and can certainly get it done. So we'll see what ends yep. up happening. Uh, yeah. I'm with you there. Um, and it's funny, right? I, I also could see an avenue for all four of these teams winning the division. I could see all four of these teams winning, you know, winning the wild card. I could also see all four of these teams having a huge issue and faltering and really struggling. And it, and just and again, again, a lot of it's because of the division. But you know, you talk about last year, right? You mentioned 49ers were cut down by injuries, and they've got some guys that are injury prone. The Cardinals are a lot older. Um, the Seahawks have have you know a lot riding on Russell Wilson, and you know, so they can't afford to have a lot of miscues when that's the case. Which, which I think leads me to the number one team in the division. And, and I, you know, you would think um, a potential NFC Super Bowl contender, they've been picked a lot. And, you know, it does all have to do with the big trade for Matthew Stafford. We all believe the Rams gave up a ton of, of, of uh, picks for it. And, and you know what? But they, this, we, they say we got to go for it. You know, um, I think people need to remember that with a kind of not as good Jared Goff last year, this team was still pretty, pretty strong. Um, they didn't even play in the yeah, playoffs. My, and they, did they win a game? Right. I don't know. I don't think they managed that first one. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Who they, but either way, oh, no, it was the football yeah. team that played the Bucks. Um, right. I thought they played the football. Yeah, I confused that. Um, yeah. But still, no, you're right. Of a team, you mentioned speed. They add Deshaun Jackson from the Eagles, who, granted, the last couple of years has struggled to stay healthy. So we'll see if he. But he's not going to be needed that much, right? You got Correct. Woods and Cup and Van Jefferson. I mean, you got guys. Tutu like Atwell Tutu might be awesome. really good. I'm yeah, I like very him. high on Watch him. him. Yeah. Yep. But then obviously there, yeah, there's I, some right. injuries in the running back room. They add that Sony really Michelle. Hurts, the Cam Ackers, the Cam Ackers yeah. injury really hurts in my mind. But you're right. They do add Sony and, and Henderson still there for the Memphis product, right? Yeah. Henderson is another guy that like I wouldn't buy too much stock into. Like obviously, you know, take him on fantasy. He's probably going to get – a decent amount of touches the first couple weeks, but he he can bounce in and out of the lineup. So that's certainly a concern for it. But if this becomes an all-passing division, similar to its AFC counterpart, you may not even need to worry about it. And you're just having Sony Michelle as that passing back that you were referring to with I forget I think it was the Niners that you that you said you needed something there. And Sony Michelle can certainly do that for you. So it's going to be really fun to see. I think Tyler Higby is in for a huge year. And who knows, maybe they run some, some double tight end sets, see what ends up happening there. And then their defense is still really good. 
they, you know, we kind of forget about the Rams defense being as solid as it has been because of, you know, various injuries and, you know, all this different stuff. And, you know, they haven't really been able to capitalize as much since they made the Super Bowl the last couple of years, but they're still really good. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, when you think about this defense, so they're very top heavy. Aaron Donald is obviously the arguably the best player in football. You can make that argument. Um, and you and you have you have Jalen Ramsey. I, I really like their secondary. I think Darius Williams is an underrated guy there that I think you're gonna see, you know, do some good things. Taylor Rapp and Jordan Fuller are pretty good. Linebacking core, they never really had stud linebackers or they have, but they keep leaving because they can't afford them. Exactly. Uh, but they make up for that with with Aaron Donald. Um, you know, I do think they could probably use a, a, a little bit of pass rushing help. I think they're hoping Leonard Floyd can continue to do what he did last year as kind of a stand-up rusher to an extent. Um, because they are they are moving in this in this three four defense now, right? So Donald, they'll play a little bit of everything, but Donald's gonna have a little bit of a different position inside. He's gonna have to do a lot more. They're gonna ask him to, which I get. Um, yeah. the hardest part again for me with the Rams is they're just as they you mentioned, thin across the board. Andre Andrew Whitworth is 40 as their left tackle. And and outside of him, they're not they're not used. There's not a lot of talent, you know, behind this offensive line. Um, I love the receivers. Woods and Cup are two of the best in the business in terms of just sub- sublime skills, and I, that's why I like them. But it, you know, they're another team that they're a, a, a offensive line injury away from not having the depth to keep up. Yeah, they have uh, they have Whitworth at, at forty. You mentioned it. Havenstein. Havenstein is twenty nine. Then everyone else is twenty six or under, and that is. On the offensive line, I should say. Uh, and that is definitely concerning. You have a rookie from Canada out of Iowa that probably isn't going to get a lot of playing time. But who knows? Iowa builds him big. So we'll see how what happens right. there. Um, <laughs> you know? And you know, we'll, we'll have to see. But that's a really good point on the 3-4. I think that's something that might run into their advantage if this does start to really go you know, as pass-heavy as the NFL already is. If it continues to go even more pass-heavy in division games. I think it's interesting, too to point out at least that the Rams have their month of, well, I guess their final four weeks. Cause it's no longer just the month of December uh, home against Seattle at Minnesota at Baltimore and then home versus San Francisco. So we'll get a real warm up for them running into the playoffs, which I think is pretty big. And I'm not sure it's probably, it would probably be LA San Francisco. If you're going to pick a game to say is for the division to be flexed to Sunday night football, but even that running concurrently with a Seattle-Arizona game on that week 18 on January 9th, which is just insane to think about, Maddie. Uh, that, that's just fun to watch. That's good good old-fashioned family fun on NFL Red Zone. <laughs> Here we go. I like it. I like it. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, we're going, where are we going next? The North, we're right? Going to the NFC North. And okay. this is a division that now has Aaron Rodgers returning to it after – Gronk gave him a bunch of shit on national television. He got pressure to come back. Um, they added Randall Cobb back to the team. That's fun. Um, but let's. You want to start with them, or do you want to start from the bottom? No, let's start. Let's start from the bottom. We like. We like the bottom. Where are you going? This is. I think this is one of the easier ones. Yeah. The, in the, my mind, we were just talking about Matthew Stafford. Let's talk about the team he came from, the Detroit Lions. Over under. I mean, I get it. At five which is even yeah. odds to bet the over under five is minus minus one twenty. crazy stuff. Plus 1900 to win the division. Um, a lot of dead cap this space, is, which we can talk about is, with the Eagles too, but a lot of dead. This cap is space a rebuild. This, this is, this is a rebuild. Correct. They're in a good position to do it though. They've got a ton of capital coming up here, right? 
they get to see if Goff has anything outside of outside of um uh say uh, so I did what you did Los Angeles. Um, here's the thing: the talent, if you look yeah. at the roster, though, there is some really intriguing talent. Um, DeAndre Swift is a guy that I I absolutely think if he could be healthy is is a stud running back. T.J. Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa, has shown flashes of being really good. And this is actually a really good offensive line. Taylor Decker, Panay Sewell, our boy Vitae from the former Eagle, and Frank Ragnow are, are actually really, really good. This offensive line is really good in my mind. Exactly what uh, head coach Campbell wants there. So I, I say this, you know, there's a chance this team could surprise some people a little bit from the offensive side of the ball. Uh, although, again, you look, at, you look at those wide receivers, Tyrell Williams and Amon Ross St. Brown are your two starters. Yeah. That's concerning. So who's catching the ball? Not sure. But I Hawkinson, expect old I think school is, Campbell is... to just to pound the rock, though. Pound the rock with this big, this good offensive line and see if he can make something happen. Yeah, I you made the point on Hawkinson. I think he probably gets a lot of the touches, at least when the ball's in the air. DeAndre Swift just jamming up the middle. Jamal Williams maybe, you know, bring him in as a third down back. <clears throat> and then, I don't know, maybe you get a, a couple blowout games from Ross St. Brown. Um I, I, I don't know. You know, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're, stri- I think you're, you're hoping. <laughs> exactly. That's what I mean. It's like, take a, like a DFS flyer, not, not a fantasy one week flyer um, on that regard. But yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. They, they have an interesting roster that has guys who it's not like baseball, right? Like we saw this year of the nationals or the Cubs selling a ton of the trade deadline football. You don't have that as much. And they, they certainly are rebuilding here and, and figuring it out. And I think defensively, they can maybe hold themselves in here. You think the NFC North, the NFC North, as Chris Berman would call it, um, they can hit hard with their solid, at least solid front seven. And you, know, you might have let up a decent amount of points to a solid Packer offense, and we'll see what the Bears do. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's not like I'm just it's not, not dire sure. straits. They're not. It, I don't think they're going to go winless. I think they'll no. They'll I, go one and five I, in the division. I don't know. I, I, the rest I of just schedule. don't know. I, I think the hard part I have is so I'm like you can you can pound the rock and play that offense yeah. if your defense is good, and they, yeah they've got a couple guys but they have a lot of holes defensively. Yeah, their and best they play, defensive they the, lineman. They play the AFC North too for their schedule. Yep. That's not good. Yep. Ugh. I mean the the best offensive player is probably Okuda. Um, you know I like him. You know, but, you know, Jamie Collins is kind of on the downside of his career. Michael Brockers on the downside of his career. This defense needs a ton of picks, and they're going to get that help in a couple years. It's just not here yet. Yeah. Um, you know, I expect them to see a heavy defensive draft for them next year. They need pass rush. They need a lot of guys. So they're just not there yet defensively, and that's going to hurt them when they when they get down against the Packers team, right, or Lamar Jackson or Cleveland, well, and they're going to have to throw their way out of it with Jared Goff and an under – an understaffed wide receiving core. So you're going to exactly. lose some of what they, what, what's going to make them good. But Dan Campbell has a runway here. And I, I, I actually like what they did. They've got a hall of picks and they're going to use them on the defense and they're going to get better one way or the other. Correct. Um, I think it was smart. Yep. I'm not, I don't know if I love Dan Campbell as a new age coach, but they're going to give it the old college try. And I appreciate that. Dan Campbell is like the opposite of a new age coach. The way he's been right, doing exactly. press conferences um, <laughs> and the amount of caffeine he consumes. Wow. Uh, but you mentioned yeah. it, the the fighting back, which is something that is to be concerned, and it's probably uh, it's good for if you have T.J. Hawkinson in fantasy, but it's really not good anywhere else. It's why Matt Stafford made a name for himself, and how many comeback wins 
was he getting there? And granted, he had Megatron for however many years for his first half in, in Detroit. And then he had guys like Marvin Jones who could get a lot of yards and maybe turn the ball over. But that's regard- that's against the point. So the Lions, you know, we'll see what happens. But you mentioned it. They have a lot of draft picks, and we'll see what they do with that capital. But, Maddie, let's keep it rolling. Who do you have in third place? So really, this is actually kind of a tough one here, um, you know, who I'm dropping in at third, and I'm really back and forth on on it. I, I'm going to maybe surprise you a little bit, and I'm actually going to take the Vikings to be in third. Okay. Um, okay. You know, I, I know there's some talent here, right? You talked to Alvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. You know, they, they've got some – some the offensive line is, is mad to me. The defense has some holes compared to what we, we know from a uh, Mike Zimmer defense. You know, they're, they're bringing in some retreads. You think about Prashad Breland and Patrick Peterson coming in at corner. Um, yeah, they got Barr and Kendricks, and, and obviously Harrison Smith is a stud. Don't love their upfront offensive um, defensive line as much as they have in the past, though, sure. to be honest. But the reason I pick him third is, is honestly Kirk Cousins, and this is COVID, and he has been – I'm, I'm going to struggle with quarterbacks who aren't vaccinated sure. from a leadership standpoint and from the fact that they're the most important position on the field. And there's a chance that if he tests positive, he missed two games. I, I don't know what else to say other than that. Like that's a huge deal to me. Yeah, so it is a big deal. I, and, and I'm, I'm not saying he's not going to try to get it. I'm just saying if, if something happens, he's going to miss games. And that's, that's, that's the reality where we are. And that's going to kill this team if he's not on the field. Um, their backup is the rookie Kellen Mond. Like, I don't know what else to say other than that. No, I totally agree. It was a very astute observation. I mean, Kellen Mond thrown to the Lions, quite literally at one point. But, um, you know, who knows what he does? You know, he has talented wide receivers. It is a fair point to bring up. I think the defense is also a very astute observation of that it is just kind of these placeholders, right? Of you brought in some veterans and that's great and everything to – help out younger guys in the room and have them, you know, learn a little bit. You have a lot of rookies in your front seven core that may or may not be getting serious playing time. So bringing in guys that can just kind of captain the defense that way is certainly an interesting way to go about it and, and, you know, bring yourself forward. But it's a really good point on the non-vaccination part of that. We'll see, we'll see what happens. And it's, you know, you're seeing it right now with, with college a little bit and there's, you know, certain players that, are missing games because of it. We saw, I forget which player on Wisconsin test positive, And now he, or he missed Saturday against Penn state and he's missing this weekend. And I think there's a guy on Ohio state that's missing the Oregon game and there's all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that it happens in the NFL. Um, I hate, you know, obviously hate to be the bearer of bad news that way of COVID and that it's not gone, but you know, I feel like most people listening to this know that having said that too. Um, yeah, I, I had him second, partially for a similar reason why I had the 49ers third. I had the Bears third just because I don't know what Andy Dalton's bringing to this team that Justin Fields isn't. And granted, it's a very similar situation of they brought in Andy Dalton. They told him he had the job. Granted, Jimmy G was already there in San Francisco. And then they draft this guy who's had an awesome preseason. And But it's like very clear that Justin Fields is the future of that team. And... Unless you have any points on the Vikings, we can jump to the Bears. Are you done with the Vikings? No, we can jump to the Bears. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, go for it. But yeah, you're on no, a roll. Keep going. I think, I think it's Justin Fields' team to lose, or eventually. But like, 
I don't know. You want to see what he's going to do. There's a lot of hype on David Montgomery having a bounce back year after kind of a weird year where he had like a almost like a half pipe type of season, a strong start, a really strong finish and kind of a meh middle of the season. Um, but like there's a number of guys that have all had their moments in the sun on this team. Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin that I think are just ready to pop for this team. And I don't know what Andy Dalton brings after a year of granted Dak gets hurt, but he, he was a backup last year and then he got, he was hurt, right? That's how we got Danucci or did he have COVID, but he missed time regardless. And I don't know, you know, I think he just got hurt. Go ahead. What was that? I think he just got hurt. Go ahead. But still, you know, I don't know what he's bringing that you're not giving Justin Fields the keys right away. And, you know, people are like, oh, they're playing the Rams on Sunday night football. Who the hell cares? Everybody's big. They're not, it's not just Aaron Donald. That's a big guy. Everybody's fucking big. So I don't know. It's just one of those things of like, you very clearly want this guy. You moved on from Mitch Trubisky and you know, you might as well try to figure this thing out. And granted their offensive line has some youth. It has some older players, including our, our boy, Jason Peters coming to Chicago so maybe that's part of it too, is that you want to see what this young offensive line with, uh, you know, with Peters coming over can do to start before you feel comfortable bringing in fields. So I don't know, but the Dalton fields dynamic has me really down, has me bearish on the bears. Yeah, I, I think, and I think so for anybody that, that says that, oh, well, Jordy, you're, you're being hypocritical because you said you wanted Jimmy Garoppolo over Trey Lance, right? Which I actually think it's a good idea. The difference is when Jimmy G is healthy, he does produce. Exactly. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since we've seen Andy Dalton have success. And by the way, when he was healthy for for the um, the Bengals, uh, you know, for the cow no, but for the Cowboys, the Cowboys with Zeke, Amari, C.D. Lamb. I know we're going to get here. That's a loaded offense. I didn't yeah. even mention Michael Gallup. So you're telling me all of a sudden that he's he's going to have success with the Bears offense. It does have some players. To your Allen Robinson is a really underrated wide receiver, sure. but this is not. And so, so what, what is the difference? Now, I think there's two reasons why I picked them ahead of the Vikings. I mentioned the issue I have with the Vikings. One thing I do really like about this Bears team is this defense had a little bit of a down year, even though they yeah, had some success it's still really last good defense. year. It's a good point, right? I mean, obviously, still headlined by Khalil Mack, but I, Alec Roquan Ogletree, Smith, Roquan Alec Smith, Ogletree. Uh, Hicks and Goldman in the in the middle, yep. Gibson Jr. Eddie Jackson is is a very good safety, underrated. Now I don't love their corners as much, but they're, they're, they're younger. They have to go nickel against but, the Packers, and Aaron Rodgers is going to pick that up. Well, but, but yep. But you know what? You, but you know what? You can make up for some of that with with um with a great pass rush. Khalil Mack coming off the edge doesn't matter how good your how bad your corners are. He's probably getting home right. He's a Correct. stud. Correct. So. So I think about that, and and so what I guess again, and I'll, and I'll say it again, they're just young at corner, right? But um, I, I think they end up going to Justin Fields, and I think he's a spark. I wasn't a believer of him in college, but I've just I, I've seen enough in the draft process that if he figures out at all how to read the defense, and you know, with a, a progression with with Allen Robinson, and you mentioned Mooney and, and Goodwin with that speed, look for Cole. Uh, 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 comment the the second year player out of Notre Dame who's now starting over Jimmy Graham by the way very deep tight end position for them but anyway just something to uh, something to think through a uh, one concern I do have if you are starting Jason Peters at left tackle like they are 
that's concerning to me. Yeah, that, that he's was not lasting. Kind of my like question man. on there too. I don't know. It it's gonna be exciting to see. It'll be fun to see Fields when he finally does get in. But and really good point on Komet. But until then, just Dalton. I don't know. I don't know what he's bringing. I know you pay. I don't forget how much they're paying him. But like at that point, like just cut your losses and tell him. You know, we'll we can figure something out for you or whatever it is. Teach him whatever. Um, but the Packers. Let's finish up there and we'll keep it moving. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is back. We mentioned it. They brought back his old old friend in uh, Randall Cobb. Still have Devontae Adams. This is, you know, there's the the famous last dance picture that was sent out there. Aaron Jones is still in the backfield. Maddie, when you think Packers, what are you thinking here? I think one of the best teams in football. Um, obviously led by Aaron Rodgers. He's on a little bit of a mission here to rebuild his image, if you will, to an extent, especially now with Brady winning another Super Bowl. I think there's a, a healthy rivalry that those two don't talk about. Um but I think they made a lot of good moves. I love bringing back Aaron Jones. I think he fits them really well. His ability to catch out of the backfield is super important. Um, you mentioned Devontae Adams being a stud. Got a, a little bit more time with a guy like Valdez Scantley, who seen have some talent, and Al Lazard, who we know is a, is a Rodgers favorite. The other guy that I like, Amari Rogers, yeah, the, rookie. The, the slot receiver out of Clemson. He's a gamer, right? Um, He's a guy that could 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 because Randall Cobb is probably close to being at the end of his career. So bringing in a guy like Rodgers could help. They're, they're a pretty good defense. I do have a little bit of a concern, right? David, uh, uh, I come out uh, Bakhtiari is out for the beginning of the season. That's that's a big deal. That he's the, maybe the best left tackle in football. Are we blaming, so that's a concern. Are we blaming the Bucks on that? The Bucks, yeah, we're definitely blaming the Bucks. Yeah, no, he, no. and him um, drinking beers at the finals. Exactly. Yeah. Here's what I will say though. This team needs to be more than just about Aaron Rodgers. This defense is is really good. Um, uh, you know, Kenny Clark in the in the center, with with these outside right line uh, backers and Preston and Zadarius Smith can absolutely get after it. Rashawn Gary is a guy who I think they're expecting kind of a bigger year from the former Michigan uh, highly ranked recruit and first rounder. But this secondary is where I think you're going to see some people shine. So uh, J.R. Alexander is the Louisville corner. He's been in the league for a couple of years, and he is a top five, if not a top three corner in the league. Kevin King on the other side, their first-round picks, Eric Stoke in, Stokes in the slot, plus Amos and Darnell Savage at safety. This is maybe – the this is up there with the best secondary in all of football. Yeah. Um, they are loaded. And so I think you have to remember this defense is really good. They're better than they're, they, they are better than they have ever been. And that's going to help this offense quite a bit um, if they do run into any injury issues or, 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 or something along those lines. So I, I really like this team. And I, again, I think Aaron Rodgers is a little pissed off. And I think that, that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think he has a bit of a Swiss Army knife of different guys you could use. You mentioned Valdez Scantling. You mentioned Lazard. The tight ends, too. He can use uh, Toyin, almost a Troyan, like the Lehigh coaches. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, obviously one of his favorite targets, but he can certainly figure out different ways to pick you apart. He's that smart. He's that obviously that good. Uh, and their defense is solid. And I think we're going to see a lot of high flying stats out of them. I think just, we mentioned Jared Goff and kind of what's, what's he got Kirk cousins, even when healthy, no COVID shit. I've never really been that big of a believer in Kirk cousins and the dumb shit he always does. Um, he never seems to step up in the big moment and 
I mean, last year they fucking lost to the the Mike McCarthy watermelon Cowboys on Tuesday Night Football or whatever that was. It might have been just Monday Night Football, but regardless, um, I think this Packers defense is going to be pretty special. Definitely, I mean. Yeah, me too. What's the only way? I mean, I really like a good defense. (laughs) What's the only way, as do I, that the Packers don't win the division? We'll finish there and we'll go to the NFC South. Aaron Rodgers gets injured. Okay. That's it. That's all I got for you. That's my thought, too. I don't like rooting for injuries, so it's Rodgers, another division title. NFC South. This one, Maddie, is, uh, well, it's going to be an interesting year in the NFC South. This used to be. This used to be the best division in football a couple of years back. Correct. Um, but I think you're right. This is going to be a much different NFC South than we've seen in a long time. And mostly because of one player's retirement and another player's entry. Obviously, two years ago, right? Last year, Tom Brady. But yeah, very different. Yeah, so you mentioned it. The Saints lose Drew Brees. Jameis Winston steps in. Um, another player steps into the division as well. And is that where do you want to start with the Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold? Or do you have the Falcons finishing in fourth? I've been, I've been, this is, might be my wildest take of the, uh, and I could be totally wrong here. Okay. Okay. But I actually have neither the Falcons or the Panthers finishing in last in the division. Oh boy. I, I, I am struggling with this Saints team quite a bit. Okay to feel comfortable with the post breeze era. And it's not actually, it's not necessarily because of Jameis Winston and and Taysom Hill. Um, There, I think, I think there's a little dysfunction and it starts with Michael Thomas really haven't been impressed with his attitude. He's not going to play to start the year, um, starts the year out on injured reserve. Um, They just cut Latavius Murray, which I get, this is a very expensive football team. They have a lot of money. They are tight on the cap. You think about I know, and I know they've got a guy like Alvin Kamara, but they're now starting receivers are Traquan Smith and Marquez Callaway. Nobody blowing you away. Chris Hogan probably the starting slot receiver. Um, Deontay Harris maybe I don't know. Um, you got a, a rookie tight end in Adam Troutman. Tight ends usually take a year to kind of get on the stage. I do like the offensive line. It's a good, very good offensive line. Cesar Ruiz, the former Michigan man. I like Ryan Ramchick, Teron Armstead, Andrews Pete, Eric McCoy. It's a strong offensive line. Um, But I have some concerns with this offense. Winston cannot afford to turn the ball over, uh, and he doesn't have all his weapons. Outside of Alvin Kamara, nobody is now scaring you like you did in the past on this offense. Uh, This defense is still going to be good, but Cameron Jordan is older. Marcus Davenport, a former first-rounder, hasn't really blown up. I don't love their – um, their defensive tackles, you know, Quan uh, uh, Alexander, probably a little over the hill to Mario Davis, uh, you know, a good, a very good player, but not, not going to blow you away. You, you, they're going to need a lot from the secondary, right? Malcolm Jenkins in the, in the, the, the twilight of his career can still bring it, but they're going to need Marcus Williams and Marshawn Lattimore to, to really step it up. You see how desperate they are. They go bring in Desmond Trufant who was cut. Um, so I, I actually don't like the Saints team. I think they're going to turn the ball over way too much. They don't have the weapons. The defense is aging in a division with some exciting players and some really good skill positions that we're going to talk about here in a second. That's actually a really good point of just age on the Saints, and you kind of just expect it because the Saints have been around and relevant for so long. Um, I think the offensive line point is excellent, um, but the wide receivers, you mentioned it with Michael Thomas, I think is the biggest concern on this team and if they're not careful we're gonna see you know a lot 
a lot of Jameis turnovers. That's what he does. He throws a lot of touchdown passes and he throws a lot of turnovers. And if he's trying to make plays happen, if he's trying to run these quick sp- these quick slants, excuse me, with uh, Harris, with Hogan, I don't know. It's it's something to be concerned. And the running backs too have me a little bit concerned. They just cut Latavius Murray. Um, they do have some some other players in there, Ty Montgomery um, and Tr- Tony Jones, Dwayne Washington to to help out there. But I don't know the the running backs outside of Camara, who is a workhorse. You need to figure out something there, and then there's also the the human Swiss Army knife in Taysom Hill and what he can do, which eventually that's going to get figured out. I know, obviously, he's had a couple huge games, was battling to be the starting quarterback, but I just think it's, you know, just too big of a question mark of of how long can that still be effective? Yeah, um, and so again, I uh, you know, this is a, such a solid roster in a lot of respects, but it's an older roster, and Sean Payton is a great coach. So maybe he can figure it out, but my concern too for them, especially within this division, is some of the firepower elsewhere. So I'll move us over to our my, my third team. And I struggled. I went back and forth on this, but I am going to go with the Panthers, even though I am a Sam Darnold believer. Um, I, and offensively, this team's really this team has a chance to be really strong. Christian McCaffrey comes back, right? The best running back, arguably, in football. He's still being taken first overall in most drafts, even though he didn't barely play last year, right? Um, the Robert, Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are scaring teams. Terrence Marshall, the rookie coming in from LSU, looks like he could bring a little height to that group at 6'4". Um, offensive uh, offensive line's okay, so that's one of the reasons why I don't have them above the Falcons. Um, and then defensively, they just don't have enough yet. I, they're going to have to work on it. You know, you bring in J.C. Horn, who looks like a stud. Jeremy Chin exploded on the scene last year. Um, Derek Brown out of Auburn is a first-rounder, too, last year. You expect him to bring it a little bit. But they're a little older at the linebacking position in Shaq Thompson and Hassan Reddick. I, I, don't hate the, I don't hate the defense, but I don't love it enough. So I have sure. them slotted in as third. Yeah, it's an interesting point, and you mentioned it of, you know, kind of a lot of positives, a lot of – Question marks. I'm not going to say negatives. Robbie Anderson reuniting with Darnold, I think, is huge. That seems like an underrated pairing that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. DJ Moore is poised to have another explosive year. Um, and I think this team you know, they could have some exciting stuff going on. I do think, to your point of them being third, I had them third by the Falcons fourth. Um, but to your point, they have a really tough road schedule. And at the end of the season... They play what's probably the their final five games. They play what's probably the deciding factor on fourth or third at home against the Falcons. Then they're at Buffalo, home against Tampa, at New Orleans, and at Tampa to close out the season. Which could, I mean, even if they win against Atlanta, they could go 0-4 to close out the season and, you know, just fall to the bottom or fall to third if, uh, you know, New Orleans is as bad as you're thinking they are. But you got to give the home team the edge. So I don't know. It, it's something to be concerned about. I think in a division that features the defending Super Bowl champions who really didn't lose a ton, it's tough to think. And when two of your final three games are against them, that's something to be concerned about. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so I hear, here's the tough part, right? I kind of backed myself into making Atlanta second. So sure. you know, it doesn't always, you know, doesn't always necessarily be the main, the right thing to do. Um, and I know it's weird. Oh, my God. How can you pick Atlanta second? They just lost Julio Jones. I would argue as good as Julio Jones was, huge salary hit. I know they took some dead money on, but huge salary hit. And more importantly, injury prone, right? So he was in out of the lineup so much. 
I guess I'm still high on Matt Ryan. I feel like he's a little underrated. I feel like I feel like he's a really good player. Um, you know, and I think he, he kind of knows he's kind of in a make or break position. This was a team that flirted with potentially drafting a quarterback high and then just decided not to because they have a guy like Matt Ryan who's had a lot of success. I do like Mike Davis. They're going to limit him a little bit, but he filled in last year for, for Christian McCaffrey in Carolina and had a lot of success. Yeah, he was pretty solid. Yeah. And they still have Calvin Ridley, who who has an opportunity here to really establish himself as one of the best receivers in football. He's that good. Um, kind of the maybe the forgotten Alabama wide receiver, right, when you think about it, because of the four that just came out and a guy like Julio. Um, but I, I do really like him. And Russell Gage showed something. Obviously, Kyle Pitts, they're deep at tight end. Pitts and Hurst are both really good players. And, and somewhat of an underrated um, offensive line. Jake Matthews still anchors the left side and a couple high picks of Lindstrom and McGarry on the right side. Um, I also just don't think the defense can get worse. <laughs> so part of That's me fair. says, look, the defense can't get any worse. Right. Um, and they don't have to necessarily be good. I think this team's going to win in a lot of shootouts. Kyle Pitts, I think is going to be one of the few tight ends that steps in right away from day one and, and has a ton of success catching the ball. He was dominant in Florida. And, and I, I think that carries over to be honest. So I, I don't like the defense, but I like the offense. So I just like Matt Ryan having a little mojo this year and saying, Hey, remember me. He's a guy that they could move on from and sign somewhere else and have a ton of success. Like not Tom Brady level, but like Tom Brady going to the Bucs, right? Matt Ryan could go find himself a new home in the next couple of years. And and heck, I'd just go play for the Saints, maybe. But anyway, uh, that would be a slap in the face of It would be. But you made an interesting point that it's it's almost like what we were saying about the Seahawks, right? Kind of a defense that maybe should be better, but it's not. And it's going to be concerning. And that's really where it comes down to with me. Of A couple of years ago, this defense was – dominant and and maybe they bounce back right they were so bad last year you're right it can't not a lot possibly, of talent though <laughs> can't yeah it can't possibly get any worse but they still have fowler they still have Deion jones sure. you know so they still have names they grady, still have Isaiah grady, Oliver. grady jarrett's big time grady yeah. jarrett's big time in oh absolutely team, so. um but no it's a really astute observation of that matt ryan's similar to a russell wilson obviously russell wilson's won the big one matt ryan didn't that's not necessarily his fault uh but we don't need to jump into the 28 to 3 game but regardless, it's just a team that, I don't know, the defense, it has me too concerned. That's why I had them fourth. So we'll see. Sure. We'll see what they do. Uh, but let's jump to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the defending champions. And, Matt, I mentioned it before, but they are returning practically everyone from Everybody. their team. Yep. And not practically. They are the first team since, what, 1977 or something like that to return every yep. starter. It's been a while. It's been a long time. <laughs> And they've only gotten better. That's the crazy thing. And I don't know. It's it's they're set at eleven and a half, and I think that's just because there are so many wild cards, quite literally, in this division. Of maybe they sneak one in and out here and there. Uh, it is a little bit tougher of a division, despite could, or could be a tougher division, despite what we were just saying about these other teams. But Maddie, you love Tom Brady. Talk to me about this team. You mentioned it, right? This this team is 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 returning everybody. And I would argue they actually might have gotten better because um, because some of the guys are returning are young, which is not normally what you think of with a Brady team, right? Offensively, uh, it's uh, I want to be careful because I, I slandered some other teams for for not shaking it up, but just the, the pure talent they've acquired. So you think about the running back position, right? Ronald Jones, I think, is the best back on this team. I know Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, I get all that, but I think Jones is the better of the two, but they're both good. 
And they added Giovanni Bernard, a pass-catching extraordinaire who's kind of been stuck in neutral in Cincinnati recently. So he has the opportunity to provide a little bit of spark for them. I like that pickup quietly. And then wide receiver-wise, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you bring in Antonio Brown's back in the slot. He might be – he honestly is poised maybe for the biggest year of anybody, in my well, mind, just because he's Bruce Arians kind of off, is coming out saying he's five years ago, Antonio. Get ready. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and then, by the way, behind them, you've got Tyler Johnson, who was a rookie last year and showed a spark, and Scotty Miller, who we know is a good Scotty deep threat as, as a smaller solid. guy. Yep. And by the way, this tight end position is getting an O.J. Howard back, who was out all last year, along with Gronk and Cameron Bray. So that, you know, is strong. Tristan Wirfs is going to get better on the right tackle position. And then defensively, this secondary was young last year and played great. Their and defense is just getting – it's aging like a fine yep. wine. And it was you saw what yep. it did in the Super Bowl against Patrick Mahomes and how well mm-hmm. they A crowd the quarterback, B mm-hmm. cover well, and that young, young, young secondary just got a year yep. older, as you just said, and they're gonna look Shaq awesome. Shaq Barrett had an off year last year. Yep. He's back. Devin White, Levante David, obviously both were back. Nadamna Kinsu also kind of had an off year. He's back. Vita Valle, their excellent nose tackle, was injured for most of the year. Correct. So, so again, I look at this defense and I say, they're, you, I loved your line aging like a fine line. That's fine line. That's kind of like the Brady line. And the other thing you have to remember here with Brady, he's going to keep them locked in. So he's the glue here. Bruce Aarons is a great coach. I'm not disagreeing, but it's really Brady that comes in and, and makes everybody do their job every day and makes some of those veterans who've already gotten the bag, you know, stay focused and make some of those young guys and gets them where they need to be accountability. He, he's the glue for me on this one. Yep. Correct. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, they're winning the division. It's, I think it's yep. pretty obvious. Where do you see that? Or I guess let's jump to the NFC East, run through it quick. Um, sure. So I have the Giants. Well, we're going to leave the Eagles out of my rankings. I have the Giants okay. as the third of those three teams. And we can it's sprinkle yeah, on Eagles agree too. things. No, I, I would agree too. I, I do actually have them fourth behind the birds. And, yeah, and I have I'll, them give some, too, I'll give some but... reasons why. Right. You got, you got, look, I, Saquon Barkley is coming off of a major knee injury. I'm, I'm not saying he won't be back, but, but that's a concern right off the bat. How healthy is his knee? Will it hold up? Does he have the burst? You know, a lot of times it's a two year injury, right? They come back, but they're not as effective with the second year. Everyone's loving this wide receiver court. And I get it on paper, but Kenny Galladay, mini Megatron, or whatever you want to call him, hasn't been able to stay healthy. And that's been, that's, that's the reason he's on the Giants and that the Lions didn't drop the bag for him. Um, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton, we've seen some positives, but I've also feel like we've seen some negatives and Kadarius Tooney already hurt the rookie out of Florida. So, so they're going to need some help there. Evan Ingram, I think is a little overrated to be honest. I and too. I hate this defense. I, but most importantly here, this offensive line sucks. <laughs> Andrew Thomas was the first of four tackles taken in the first round last year. And he's clearly the worst. Nate Solder is completely overpaid. I do like Will Hernandez, but but the other two, not not even close for me. Um, and then they've, they've got major holes defensively in my mind. Uh, you know, I like the secondary a little bit, I, I but outside of the secondary, I'm not a fan of what else I'm seeing. Leonard Williams a little overpaid. They don't have an elite pass rush. They're going to need a guy like Dexter, Dexter Lawrence to step up, and I'm not sure he's capable of it. But And, and I'll, I'll leave you with this point before I let you go. Daniel Jones is is he good enough or not? I'm not sure. I, I, so I think this roster is built in a weird way, and I don't like their chances this year. Uh, offensive line point is all you need to remember about this team. Daniel Jones, I don't know. He it doesn't seem like he's really the deal, but you know we've seen that out of quarterbacks that they need a couple years, and 
maybe just need something figured out. But I think with a shitty offensive line, you're just not getting it done. Even with Saquon Barkley being back and maybe being a comeback player of the year type of caliber, you know, he gets a lot done and and maybe him making tight cuts and everything is going to look good and is what it needs to open it up for Sterling Shepard, who I agree with you. I think he is probably the only one to really be excited about, you know, or you run a double tight end set with Ingram, who I agree, not that good. Kyle Rudolph, who's, you know, a little over the, over the hump. Hill. Yeah. He was 31 and I don't know. I I wouldn't necessarily buy into that. And if you want to try to maybe throw in Caden Smith and run a bigger set because you want to, I don't know, you want to open it up that way with a blocking tight end like that. I don't know. I, I just don't totally trust it. So it's, uh, you know, the Giants, obviously, they, they beat the Eagles. They probably should have beaten them twice last year. So it's weird to say, oh, I have them behind the Eagles. But until Daniel Jones takes, like, that extra step, I just can't consistently buy into them. Week after week, right. I could be sold yeah. into them covering a spread, upsetting a team, or, or something like that. But, like, until I see that, I'm not buying into it. So we'll have to see there. Yeah. Well, let's jump to my, well, let's jump to your second team, if you will, in the division. Who do you like second? Mm, oh, I was wishing you were going to answer tough that one. question. Um, I mean, I can go for it. I can go for it. I'm going with the Washington football team second. I know they won the division. I love their defense. I think their defense is better than the Cowboys. I just don't, and I shouldn't be going against Fitzmagic, but I just, I think the Cowboys, the difference between the Cowboys defense and the football team's defense is um, more narrow than the difference between the football team's offense and the Cowboys offense, if that makes sense. Exactly. You took the words out of my mouth. Yep. Yeah. So go ahead. Sorry. No. And, and again, like we saw this team obviously make the playoffs. They put the fear of God into the eventual Super Bowl champions with fucking Taylor Heineke. So Ryan Fitzpatrick being an obvious upgrade is huge there. Terry McLaurin poised for some sort of huge breakout season. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel. He could be awesome. Yami Brown. Yeah. There's it's an exciting. Adam is a reliable slot. Correct. Logan Thomas is pretty good. Correct. And their defense is awesome. Their defense is really good. I'm not talking myself into it. Though. No, because you know, like, there's everything. And, like, we're, like, not even mentioning names on this defense. But, like, they're going to be really good. And that first oh my Cowboy, God. The, the, the Jordy, first Cowboy the defensive line, the defensive line. I, I mean, I want to stop for a second. I know we got to keep moving, but yeah. Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, with Matt Ioannidis coming off the bench, one of the it may be the best defensive line I've heard in a long time. Yeah, I mean, that is that is really good, really, really good. Um, and and I, they're going to be tough to stop. So good luck, right? Yeah. Chase Young is just, I hate him because he's an Ohio State guy, but he is a monster, a monster. So you want to know the real downside of this 18-week NFL season? So I said it before of their December of the final part of the season. Um, I, because they now play two games in January, I'm seeing that the football team plays the Cowboys on 12-12 and 12-26. Seeing that it's the second to last month, my mind immediately thinks it's November, so I'm trying to look up if it's Thanksgiving or not. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is not well, look i want i want to make sure i know i know we're we have you know we, we we got a fantasy football draft coming up here so what i want to say is uh, my big difference between the two teams is the quarterback position i am not a fitz magic guy i'm gonna be up front with you well, yeah, um, yeah dak is dak so, is looking for like he bet on himself 
and he he also has a lot of you mentioned it when you were talking about Andy Dalton. He has the wide receiving core that's awesome. It's speedy, it's quick. He has Zeke, he has Tony Pollard. It's probably a better offensive line than the football teams. Yeah. Even and, with Zach Martin out this coming yeah. game, it's I think it's a really good offensive line. And like yep. and their defense isn't terrible. It's just not Washington football it's, team. It's level a little better. Great. It's a little better, yeah. I think. By the way, one of the really cool things to watch out for when you watch this defense, um, you know, we're watching some guys kind of fall off when you talk about like a Jalen Smith who they signed to way too much money, Leighton Van Der Esch. Obviously, Mika Parsons looks good, but they're going to try to make Keanu Neal, who was an excellent safety for the for the uh, Falcons for a couple years, a middle linebacker. Fascinating to see. I love when they try to do this because you got to bring in a guy with that kind of speed and a hard hitter. Can he hold up? Maybe, but um, they still have holes defensively. And and I think the secondary in particular could be an issue, um, but they're not playing in a high-powered offensive division, right? This is not they they aren't going up against three stud quarterbacks like other teams are. So I think this maybe helps them a tad division-wise. Why they have them? That's why I have them sadly winning the division. Zeke dropped twenty pounds. I think it's a big deal too. Uh, they're they're going to be blowing teams up offensively, but I still don't think this defense is where it needs to be. They're way overloaded at the linebacker position, which is why I was against the Micah Parsons pick. I just thought they had more needs elsewhere. But they do what they do, and, and you can't hate it because they did with C.D. Lamb last year. They drafted the best to say, available. They, did, they didn't need a wide receiver, and they took C.D. Lamb. Right, right. <laughs> and you know what? But Yeah, but you know what? All of a sudden, that's dangerous-looking wide receiver core, isn't it? It's so, scary. Anyway. It's really good. Yep. And I, I agree with you. I think maybe, once again, they're the four seed, or I guess the NFC East champion is the four seed. But who knows? They could come out and jump on it and, like, we thought the if barring a Dak injury, maybe they're not the four seed and they're really good. And I do think it is to be concerned that they go at Tampa at LA chargers to start the season, but then they close out the season with granted those two games against the football team. They get the giants, they get the, the Cardinals who depending on how they're doing, it's either a really good game or the Cardinals have given up and the, the Cowboys just roll over them, which great. We talked about the Cardinals defense at the start could be really good. Then yeah, they play the birds right. and depending on where the birds are at, the birds could either try to play spoiler or it's everybody sitting. So we'll have to see. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I have the birds third. Um, I think the football team and the, the Cowboys just have, have a little bit more. It's not necessarily rebuilding for the Eagles, which is they're in that weird limbo spot, but I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yep. But that's going to do it. So we are not going to do our picks here. We don't have a guest picker, obviously. Nor are we going to do college football week two. We'll do our the three of our picks or our, our our two, no third, our two or five picks plus a college game on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll update you closer to the week. But Matt, the NFL is upon us. I am pumped. Jordy, last thing I want to know: who who's winning? Who's your Super Bowl pick? Oh yeah, we didn't even do that. That's a really good point. Just um, give it. Just, let's just do Super Bowl pick. That's it. Just one team who's winning it all. I am – oh, I want to go into the hype so badly. I'm going to go hmm. – you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say the Bills. Oh, wow. Okay. I was about to I say the Packers. It, by the way. I was about to say the Packers, okay. and I was like, I don't want to go the okay. hype or the, the Browns, the Bills. But fuck it. I'm going with the Bills. Yeah. I, uh, I, I'm going to differ from you. Head says the Packers. Heart says the Bills. Let's go with that. Okay, I'm going to differ from you. I'm going to stay in the AFC, though. I am going to pick a uh, a Warpath-like 
Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's I love fair. their rebuild offensive that's line. That's fair. That's that's and San Antonio think, Spurs 2014. I shit. think I think Mahomes is a little. Hey, I got to do something here. I lost to yeah. my my you know my my. Uh, everyone wants to call me the greatest, so I do like the I do like the Chiefs. We can wrap it up there. I just had I had to know, but I no, hey, I love it. I love, I love you it. going with the circle of the wagons. Circle the wagons, baby. All right, that'll do it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. Let us know your disagreements. Follow the, the Thunderblog on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderblog Sports on Instagram to find our picks when we make them for the week. Our, we normally do a little back-and-forth draft. Maybe we do it over text, and then I post it. Um, not the text thread, but maybe cool graphics. Uh, follow the, the podcast itself, the bullpen cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff. For my man, Matty D, I am the G-Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. Football is back. And fly, Eagles, fly!